Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don! Alex, how are you doing? Good, good. Great day outside. Yes, summer in Iowa. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling kind of guilty. Last episode, I talked about how I gave my black market money. Yeah. Sometimes the church. Well, I sold a boat motor and then turned that money around and bought a fish finder. It's so all yours. I bring up the question, when is it okay or when is it good and bad to feel guilt? When does God want us to feel guilt and when does he not want us to? Well, are you a born again Christian? You've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yes. Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Okay. Well, likely the Holy Spirit will nudge you. Yeah. If you've done it wrong. Mm-hmm. The other side of the coin is, hey, you, if you tithe to the church, the rest of it's yours. Good point. What does the Lord require of you? Walk humbly. Yeah. Seek mercy. To walk humbly with your God. What's that first one? Seek mercy. Micah. No, Joel 6.10, isn't it? I don't know. It's your job. That is my job. <laughs> I messed it up again. But, you know, the, the Spirit, I, I find the conviction of the Holy Spirit often uses guilt to get my attention to something I need to, do, to address. Okay. And so I trust God to send his spirit mm -hmm. to get me the message that I need to hear to get right with him. I see. And that's what, you know, and, and uh, John 14, it talks about that as being part of what the Holy Spirit's about. It's, it's business mm -hmm. to counsel us and so, convict us of sin. Yeah. Is there a certain point in time, let's say someone, you know, does something wrong and they're still feeling guilty about it, even though they've asked for forgiveness. They repented of that. Let's say they, you know, wronged somebody, stole, you know, something from them and then went back and said they're sorry to them. Um, and that person doesn't really accept that apology, but they've given it back, you know, paid it back in full, you know, done what anyone would think would be right, but that other person still feels hurt, so they're not they're not forgiving mm -hmm. that person. Should they still feel guilty about that? Well, I don't know the exact situation. Every one of them is, is hypothetical. Yeah. The process I use is so I've, I've come and I've made restitution. I've apologized. I've tried my best to make it right with you and you don't accept it. Yeah. Is what you're talking yep. about. And then I have to turn to the Lord and I say, what am I missing? And ask for the Holy Spirit to give me some indicator, just like it would for any other sin. What am I missing in the midst of this? Mm -hmm. In a lot of the situations I've run into in the midst of that is that there is something in their life that caused them not to receive the apology. Yeah. In other words, it does something good for them, if, yeah. if you would, to, to just keep that yeah. dagger alive and well then I can get the opportunity to listen more. Sure. Maybe go back a second time. And, so what do I need to do? 
to take care of this between us. Right. That then opens another discussion. Yeah. Often, often there's a wound that I opened by my action. Okay. And that wound is actually what we need to address rather than, you know, did I do something more? Did it, you know, apology wasn't enough. Didn't I not pay back the debt and well enough? It's not that. Did I not pay enough interest? But it's actually the wound that's right. present in the other person that we need to pray for and, and work with. Yeah, it takes a lot of discernment then. It takes a lot of discernment. And I really don't think any of us, even with counseling background, a uh, uh, lot of training, has the knowledge of where those wounds are, Yeah, being able to detect them. Uh, I'm reading a, a book by uh, a fellow who's talking about the wounded heart and, and helping us to listen better to each other yeah. and allow the Holy Spirit to raise up those points. Uh, goes on to the fact that we as Christians should be healing each other. We should be our greatest asset to each other in that as we gather and as we are in small groups and as we disciple each other, the healing of Jesus Christ comes through us to each other. Yeah. And we're actually good for each other because we're healing each other. And the strength of the church should be the healing that, that comes out of the, the gathered community. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's a really good question, Alex, because there's a lot of that going on. Uh, I mean, sometimes you can just find, you know, if, you know, I'll bring the situation to you. This thing happened. They're not forgiving me. And you could say, then you're in that situation. What are you going to decide? Are you going to affirm me that, you know, you've done everything that you can. You've gone above and beyond. You've met that, you know, that, uh, that value that you have replaced or that something, but, but there's still that pain. But they, they can't forgive you, not because of not because of the value that was taken from them because you've given that back, but because they are not willing to. Right. And so you can kind of affirm me in that you've done everything. You can walk in peace, but that's kind of where I would think would be the bad well, guilt. I'm know? assuming that we all are doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right. Golden rule. Uh, if we're doing that piece, Matthew 7, I believe. Uh, if we're doing that piece, I assume that first. Yeah, that as good Christians, we were doing unto others as we would have them do it. Sure, which would, is the values that you were talking mm -hmm. about. It's just so hard to get. You know, you 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 get that forgiveness, or, or you try to get that forgiveness, and they're not doing it, and you're just like, all right, heck with it. I've done everything I could. That's the hard part, because I well, mean, you know, it's well, and if they become an enemy in the yeah, middle of that, exactly. you know what we're supposed to do for enemies. I know. Pray for those. Yes. Pray for our enemy. Those who despitefully use us. Okay. Don't listen to me. That's, that's probably the best way to go. Matthew 5. Yep. Good, good. It, it's, it's not easy, though. Mm-hmm. Because there's always that little devil on the corner that says, well, you don't have to mess with this. Yeah. You've done your part. Mm-hmm. Be done. If the Holy Spirit says more, then there must be some reason that God wants this worked at. Yeah. All right. Another question. Um. I was talking to someone about um, some of the Bible study that you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you're in John, right? Mm -hmm. And they were talking about, you know, placing the crown of thorns on Jesus. And it got me to think, you know, what, what were those thorns? Um, like, you know, what species of plant 
what was your thinking thoughts on it well common common thorny plant in that time would have been the jabak and it's been called thorn the thorn of thorn of crown crown of thorn it's crown. actually the botanical name of it is yeah crown of or yeah yeah, yeah. It reflects the being used as christ uh -huh. uh, the, the crown for christ so i looked that up there's actually like three or four of them there yeah we don't know exactly but I imagine they were big, hairy thorns. You think so? You think this wasn't meant to? This was not a rose bush. This wasn't. This wasn't meant for mockery. This was actually meant to inflict pain, or was it just being a crown? Both. It was both. The okay. fact that it was a crown and put on his head—that's mockery, especially in a in a society coming from the Greek side, okay, and Roman side, where you know you a heather crown. You know, if you're the victor. You get a crown of heather or something like that when sure. you win the race or something mm -hmm. like that. So crowns crowns denote yeah. your stance your stance and, and uh where your uh, award is, if you okay. will. And so then you take this crown, you make it out of thorns, and you put it on this man who thinks he's a king, or he hasn't said he's a king. It was actually Pilate who said he was a king. Right. So then uh yeah, it's mockery and it's pain. That's kind of because when I was starting to think of it, you know, I was thinking of, you know, Caesar in the day. He wore that, you know, that leafy, you know, mm -hmm. crown, but that was a thorn. Those things had thorns. And someone, uh, I read something how, like, that was, there's a couple of things I thought were kind of interesting is, you know, wearing these thorns, you know, you're mighty, you're so strong that, you know, you're wearing thorns on your head. But also those leaves had a, um, um they had some uppers to them <laughs> okay. so a lot of the senators of the time would have those when they were sitting in the hot halls discussing who knows what you know pull one of those leaves and chew on it for a while and it would oh, really yeah bring them bring that, their spirits back up be... so they can listen or something for and, us as christians when we look at that crown of thorns we have to be reminded of that he truly is the king oh yeah and willing to take that pain mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. If we're looking at that crown for us, it takes on a whole different meaning than those uh, Roman uh, soldiers yeah. that created it and crown, crammed it on his head. Did, that, did they put the crown on when they put the sign up that says King of the Jews? The crown of thorns, as we read, uh, is, is, was on his head with the purple robe when he was presented to the Jews. And uh, Pilate says, I don't find any fault in this man. And the Jews kept pressing to crucify him. Okay. So who put the sign up? Was that the Roman guards? Uh, it's Pilate. Had that sign created. The guards would have put it up on okay. the cross. But it, Pilate had, had a firm hand in having it created and when the jews said hey that's not what we want it to say we want it to say he said he was king of the jews and pilate said no this is how it stands oh really yeah interesting i i didn't know that part of it that's kind of interesting that's in john's gospel okay yeah okay they wanted it to be they didn't want to validate that though. no they didn't want to validate that well then so then that that feels that makes me feel like my argument's a little bit better that wasn't I'm just pressing you on because I think it's really interesting. If he's given him a purple robe and he's insisting that it says king of the Jews, mm -hmm. not supposed king of the Jews, then wouldn't that crown have been a nicer crown? 
He was still pressed to, I mean, he had already beaten this man. Yeah. It was not a, a small thing. I guess if uh, the people wanted to see him in pain, which is the whole idea, right, of the crucifixion. Pain and death, yes. Yeah. That that would probably inflict a little more pain to satisfy the, satisfy the mob of sorts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. And the subtlety of uh, each of those symbols. Yeah. Agreed. What happened to the purple robe? I think they took it right off of him. I think it was just a momentary display. Okay. Because it doesn't seem like he's... that. That's not the garments that they separated at the cross. Right. That was not among those. Okay. No. Nope. Because they would have put him up there like pretty much bare naked just for that exposure to the right. sun. And... Even his undergarment. Now, yep. you know, in chapter 19, his undergarments talked about without having any seams. Okay. And so they didn't tear it up. Gotcha. The other garments, they broke into four pieces, tore into four pieces. So each soldier got some of the pieces oh. as part of their pay. But that one garment, they cast lots for. Yeah. Inter I mean, can you imagine a seamless garment in that in that day and age. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, how, how do you make a garment, even this today, with our technology, without a seam? Mm-hmm. And I, I, sometimes I reflect on that and uh, think, you know, it was one piece, seamless, top to bottom. That is uh, John 19, 23. And that was given, that was put on him by Pilate? No, that was one of his undergarments. Oh, I see. These were his garments. Oh. And the seamless garment, I have to wonder if that was the transfiguration garment. Oh. Like a God-woven garment. I see. Now, there's nothing. Yeah, this is done. This, this is, is done speak. Okay. Yep, okay. So I, I don't want to be taken too far out of context. Is that piece? Anyway. Yep. Uh, I don't want to be taken too far out of context, but where on earth did this seamless garment come mm -hmm. from? We'll have to dive into that, see if we can if and they then have I, those. I'd like to know where it went. Yeah, of course. Who, who's the guy who got the seamless garment and what did he do with it? Good point. And if, uh, if it was that transformation mm -hmm. uh, garment. Transfiguration uh, garment. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Just a Don think. Uh-huh. Uh, I need you to settle a dispute between me and my wife. Oh, Carly. Yes. All right, so let's see if we can do this. <laughs> the other night, I this said something along the lines of, you know, let's turn off the baby monitors and uh, just let Jesus be in charge and we'll go to bed. And she says, that's not what Jesus is for. <laughs> 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 and I laughed and I was like, I'm going to tell Don. I got to ask Don. You don't have to. And she's like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> I'd have to know your motivation for turning off the monitors. A whole night's sleep? Yeah, a whole night's sleep. And her motherly instincts just couldn't handle no, it. No, 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 no. Not of course hearing not. her babies. No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, they were a little sick and coughing and yeah. But, all right. How about you're both right? Sure, hey, that's good. I like that. I mean, you, you both were speaking truth into the situation. Yep. And my test would be, did you listen to each other and come out at a good spot? 
Oh, yeah. We laughed about it. We thought it was funny. Yeah. I, mean, I wasn't actually going to turn the monitors off. But I wondered about that. Yeah. No, I don't. I wouldn't do that. Sometimes I'll turn them down a little bit, but other than that. Or put them on your side of the bed instead of her side of the bed. It sits in the hallway because oh, it's okay. an old addition. <clears throat> so it has like the old like laugh siding in between where they sleep and where we are. And there's a metal roof above us. So we don't get the reception to it if it's not like out in the, the hallway. Hall. Yep. But there's also a sense. laundry chute that goes up to that part from the bedroom. So like we barely even need if the laundry is not in the laundry chute, you oh, yeah. can hear them perfectly up there. Okay. It's kind of interesting. It's like a little telephone. Knowing the two of you, I figured this was not a real divisive issue. No, it was not. It was a no. conversation. No, no. It, it was a joke, and she said, that's not what he's for, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> he's not what he's for. That's yep. right. And she she assumed you would take her side. So um, I Go got a question ahead. from Charlie. Charlie? Yes. Okay. I told him we had, you know, let's pray. You know, you know, thank God for all the fun stuff we did today. And he said, or all the good things today. And he said, did God do all the bad things today? Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? And, you know, he's three. So he's like, did God do make all the bad things? Because I told him before I said, you know, God made everything, you know, all the good stuff. He made the, you know, helped make the, you know, the pool. He made the people that made the pool and all that. He said, did he make all the bad things? I said, like what? He goes, sharks, mm. snakes. Oh, yeah. What's funny is I said, well, yeah, but not all snakes are bad. You know, they eat the bugs and blood. And he goes, yeah, but what about the, 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 that bad snake? And I kept, you know, being like, there's no real bad snakes. And he's like, but he, uh, some of them an apple. And I was like, are you talking about oh, he got the Garden the story. of Eden? Right? Three years old. I was so, I was so proud. I was like, is that what you meant? Is that what you meant? And I was excited as bedtime. He's like, yeah, yeah, that bad snake. That bad snake. Did he make that bad snake? Mm-hmm. Oh, part of creation. Interesting. He made the snake that would deceive. Oh, he made the devil. Yeah. But the devil on his own fell. Mm-hmm. How do I explain that to him? Is that well, something that just needs to happen later? Part of creative God is he... He instilled us in us his creation yeah the ability to choose either to honor and glorify him or not okay now which part of your creation are you going to like well good stuff the good stuff the Candy. ones that praise and honor yeah. and give glory to god and yep. the ones that don't yeah mm, that's hard mm-hmm. yeah i know there's probably is that one of those things so, that has a different religious you're a woodworker Right. And you've make, made lots of different projects. Yeah. And some of those projects you're very proud of. Yes. Because they really reflect your ability to create mm-hmm. beauty. Yes. Uh, other things, are you quite as proud of? No. So I think you've got a little handle on what God's going through. Okay. That some makes them, sense. Some of them just don't reflect you. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. I'm still okay with them. Well, I think God's okay. In other words, I think just the fact that Christ went to the cross and shed enough blood for everyone to have salvation yeah. is God's provision saying, I love all of you, mm-hmm. but I want you to choose to follow. Right. And so the grace is there on God's part. 
it's the acknowledgement of that grace on our part that's the problem. Okay. Okay. I know we've talked about it before, so we won't dive in too much into it, but we talked about, you know, did does God create us knowing where we're going to go, heaven or hell? And does God create people knowing they would go to hell? And I believe that is somewhere episode somewhere in the 30s, somewhere in there, and the title kind of reflects that. But So if you want to check that one out. But that's a tough one it is for a us tough to one. stomach, even with all the bad things, too. Because you think well, about it, God made the wind and the waves to do certain things and made that hurricane or made that tsunami or yeah and cause that destruction that's hard for us to also praise him in that true and it's hard to praise him when a loved one is all of a sudden taken away yeah and uh, we can't understand the timing yeah uh, what i found over the over the years is that timing is usually god's timing he breathed mm -hmm. into it and it's not for our we're all going to die that's just yeah. a given uh, but the timing of that is God's timing. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's make this a little more upbeat. You're I'm, in an eating. I'm, you're going to choose to be in an eating contest. Would you rather it be a spicy eating contest or a volume eating contest? Oh, my. So you're eating. Who can eat the hottest things? You're sitting there. Okay, the volume eating contest would be a food of my choice. Sure. Then I'd probably go volume. I mean, you're still going to end up eating way too much. In your way much more or... than I really need yeah. to, yes. Or just right. one California Reaper or Scorpion Pepper. I... Have you ever eaten something that was so hot and spicy that it made you throw up and you were in agony for days. No, no, not that. I've never eaten anything that hot. <sighs> I've eaten something hot enough it took my breath away, but not okay. throwing up, rolling on the floor. Okay. Hot. No. Okay. So I have no, no context yeah. for that kind of heat. Yeah. There's this thing that's called the spicy chip challenge, and it looks like a little potato chip, and you can get it on Amazon even. And... uh you watch the videos of people that are eating these things and uh, man, they're miserable. Oh my. It's just this little thing, but well, both, oh. both scenarios sound miserable to me. Of course. You yeah. just got to pick the, uh, you're trying to ask me to pick yeah. my misery. Yeah. It's not like, would you rather have a puppy or a kitty? You know, it's gotta be a... as, at my age. I try my very best not to be in misery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Uh, we went to a thing called like Bacon Fest once in the, at uh, mm. in Des Moines. Ooh. I thought it was interesting. They had this bacon eating contest, and I thought it was odd. It's almost like this is the first time it's ever happened, right? Each person, you know, there's I don't remember how, like six people up on the stage, and they've got you know, like a paper plate that's heaping full of bacon, and they also had some more on the side. And we're watching this, you know, everyone tears into that first amount, they're stuffing it in, and they got through maybe half of that plate before the per person, until people started dropping out. The amount of, like, fat and salt in it were oh. so, so you can't eat that much bacon. I didn't even know that. Like, I think, I think the winner ate 20 pieces of bacon. Wow. Yeah. I imagine you feel that. That doesn't sound like so many pieces. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. 
So maybe they were just weaklings. I don't know. But we're in Iowa. I feel like we should be able to put down more bacon than that. Yes. All right, everyone, tune in next week. We're going to have a bacon eating contest right here. Right here. I don't know. I think it sounds bad. I think it could change the atmosphere of our program. Either that or we can do spicy, Don. You got to choose. Well, let's go bacon. All right. Let's go bacon. That's for sure. Yep. yep. All right. That, my shirt's sticking to the back of this chair because it's hot in here. You think it's hot? I think it's about time. Everyone, thanks for joining us. Um, If you want to shorten these videos, make sure it's hot in the sanctuary. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Alex will stick to his chair. That's going to keep people from uh, putting in their offerings. That's what pays for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Don, pray us out. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege you give us to talk together and share this conversation with others. Lead us, O Lord, in our daily lives in such a way that we reflect on how much we can honor and glorify you in everything we do. Bless everyone who's listened. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good show, Don. Everyone, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. Lord willing. Take care. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.